What's up squad and welcome back to another episode of the Self Love Squad Sessions with me, Kelly. If you're new here, welcome and I'm so glad you could join me here today. Like I said, my name is Kelly and this is the podcast extension of my Instagram page, The Self Love Squad. That's at the underscore self underscore love underscore squad and both platforms are a safe space for anyone on a self-love journey. On this podcast, I share my musings as a fat, black, bisexual woman learning what it means to love herself. Now, as I am an adult, this is an adult podcast, and I will at times use adult language or cover more adult topics, so please use headphones if you're at work or around small children. And now, without further ado, let's just jump right into this week's episode. squad and welcome back to the podcast happy podmas episode two i hope that this finds you well i hope that you are thriving in the last month of 2020 because let's be honest 2020 has sucked major balls and like sweaty nasty ones like not even like tasty ones you know like just nasty ones and speaking of genitalia I realized isn't <laughs> let's just talk about how that's such a me way to segue into a conversation like speaking of penis like speaking of, of sex um I realized the other day that I have unintentionally been celibate for a whole fucking year holy shit this is the longest I've gone in my whole entire I don't want to say sexual career but like sexual life or um, active sex life that I've gone celibate um so like shit's fucking crazy and I've had a lot to reflect on and a lot to think about of you know how this year has just played into my sexual identity my sexuality and I wanted to talk about that today because why the fuck not So two episodes ago, I talked about traumas that I want to heal and things that I want to work on. And one of those things that I mentioned was my sexuality and the need for labels and the need to really contain my existence, not necessarily like within the binary or within social norms, but within some kind of context you know like within some kind of uh, predetermined set of characteristics or predetermined uh, titles so that I feel organized so that I feel in control of myself and um, in in thinking about that and in purposefully working through that because in one of my um, spiritual groups will be starting shadow work which I cannot wait to share with you all we start actually this weekend and I'm so scared and excited to really dive into my shadow self and um, I can't wait to bring you all along on that journey but in thinking about what I want for myself and the woman that I want to be going forward I really had to take a step back and think about what it means for and to me that I've gone a whole year without 
sex without any type of physical intimacy from another human being other than my right hand and my vibrator so with that being said I think it's important I think it's imperative to this story to this narrative um, to discuss what happened the last time I had sex so I was talking to this guy from tinder and honestly I was purposefully ignoring all the red flags because I was craving intimacy intimacy so badly like I am not someone who necessarily craves sex all the time but my level for physical intimacy is super high I Uh, My love languages are physical touch and quality time, so I always want to be touching someone, especially if I like them, like, touch my leg, hold my hand, scratch my back, you know, put run your hands through what little hair I have, tap my butt so I can fall asleep, right? Like, I just love, um, you know, like... I just love being touched but it doesn't always have to be sexual um and so I was really just overlooking all of the toxicity and um he just he was a good person but in all honesty he wasn't ready for a relationship like he needed to be working on his mental health he needed to be working through some alcohol addiction problems um and that actually did inspire me to become celibate you guys know i mean not celibate to become sober you guys know i've been sober almost a year too and that's super exciting i'm a few weeks short of a year and seeing him struggle with that and struggle with kind of getting his life together um helped push me but it also was really sad to me because I saw how broken he was I saw what he was going through and it wasn't like I had this kind of like savior complex because I do go through that in relationships where I specifically date people who I quote-unquote think are beneath me which is honestly such a fucked up thing to think or do um but like in a self-validating type of way like I have dated people in the past who aren't as educated as me or aren't as far life on what I have been taught is like the right life trajectory like right they haven't hit those milestones per per year um, of how long they've lived so that I feel better about myself and this wasn't the case right and that's a whole nother podcast a whole nother day of how I worked through through that because that's a really fucked up mindset if you have that mindset go talk to a therapist um but in this situation it wasn't even like that it simply was that like I wasn't trying to fix him or anything it simply was that I was so touch deprived and attention deprived that I was just taking what I could get and I talked about this in my dating while fat episode that is something that big girls constantly are having to do as fat women especially fat black women because it's more success you're more likely to have romantic success if you're fat and white than you are if or if you're fat and latina than you are if you're fat and black men who like fat women normally also um want lighter women not always but um demographically it's harder for us to date so 
that idea that we should take what we get often is presented to me. You know, I've had conversations where I'm maybe being pursued by someone and I'm not happy with it and the people around me will almost like without even thinking like it's so ingrained in our culture this idea that fat women deserve less and black women especially deserve less that people will be like okay well you know give him a chance or like maybe you can fix him or something like that and so in this situation I really just feel like I was materializing those deep-seated um ideals right and thoughts about myself so we you know messed around literally only a few times whatever and then we had sex like right before new year's and the condom broke and i had to go get a plan b which by the way getting plan b in texas just not the game plan people were telling we're all up in my business all up in the cvs like it just was literally so traumatic and they're expensive that's just like 50 bucks and he did not help pay for it like bitch you know how many tacos i could buy with that that's like two bts cds like that's a lot of money so um for something that's not even fun so yeah so I ended up having to buy plan B and then he basically ghosted me after he knew that I took the plan B which is so fucked up he basically ghosted me so I just after the new year I said you know what new year new me <laughs> little did we motherfucking know that 2020 would be the year from hell and um then like mid-January he pops back up and at that point coronavirus wasn't even like a thing here in America yet um but I was over it I was like you were gone for like three weeks and I'm focusing on me new year new me and of course then corona hit right and so I've been single ever since and even around valentine's day I was still I guess I should backtrack a little bit backtrack a little bit so I had begun in the end of last year I had begun um being active on online dating again and that's how I met the guy that I just mentioned and so even before COVID I was having the problem and I mentioned this again in the dating law fat episode you can kind of consider this like part two but I was dealing with the ever-present idea of matching with a whole bunch of people them not saying anything right that's problem one like I have 100 matches but I'm only having 10 conversations and then of the 10 conversations about five of them are going to end after 48 to 72 hours they're going to say hi I say hi we have small talk and they just ghost me well it's not really ghosting because we didn't really communicate but like you know they just go AWOL or um I say hi and um then they say hi after we have small talk they they go they go away um and then of the five that are left only two of them will probably even want an actual or will even be looking for what i'm looking for because a lot of times once again big women are presumed to be very promiscuous we're assumed to be very easy sexually we're assumed to have low standards and anytime that I talk to a guy especially online dating 
it's almost as if I can tell some sometimes not always but I can tell they're not trying as hard right they just think that they can be a sloppy version of themselves and I'm just supposed to like that um and so of the five that are left three of them will just want a fuck buddy or um someone to sext you know during quarantine that that happened a lot where I was getting attention from a lot of guys and and girls and being like oh my god I'm getting so much attention and especially if you're not familiar with tinder tinder has this um I don't know if you would call it an application, but they have this service called Passport, which I talked about on Instagram before and on on, um, the podcast before, where basically you can change your location. And during COVID, they gave that away for free so that people could make friends. And so instead of, you know, in the past, like I mentioned on the podcast, I had been using um, Passport in kind of an unhealthy way, right? In in kind of a um, unrealistic expectation and romanticizing what it would be like to move away and just causing more more harm to myself, right? Because being upset that the only men that are giving me attention on the internet live in a different state. But because they gave this passport away, I could... Um, I wasn't the only one is the point I'm trying to make. I wasn't the only one who was doing this. So back to my little statistic, you know, of the the five that are left, like I said, the three just want to be fuck buddies, which happened a lot more during quarantine. And then the two that are left, one of them will end up flaking, will keep making plans and they'll keep flaking. Sometimes it's in a respectful way, like they give me 24-hour notice, or if we're supposed to meet that night, they tell me in the morning they can't make it. And then the other one will be someone whom we do meet up with, but then you have to even break that, what is that, now we're at like 1%, you do have to break that 1% into compatibility. Just because we get to that point doesn't mean that we're actually compatible, and so I often find myself kind of just like when you're looking for a job, you know, you've got to put out lots and lots and lots of applications and hope that you get an interview. But just because you get an interview or a second or a third interview does not mean that you're guaranteed the job. And it can be very disheartening to finally, right, after weeks and weeks and weeks, get a man to properly pursue you, to ask you on a date, only for you to be like, damn, we don't work out. And you got to do it all over again. So that is something that I'm happy. You know, I, I say all of that to say that that is something that COVID saved me from. That I didn't realize how detrimental it was until I got through a whole summer without being on online dating. I have not been um, on Tinder since the beginning of quarantine. And I will talk about... Um, what happened when I was in a little bit but um you know spending a summer really focusing on myself not going out partying didn't have to worry about drinking being sober definitely helped in New York I dealt with that a lot you know drinking too much and then maybe going home with someone and regretting it in the morning and um really having to or having the space to think about what I want 
sexually like what am I actually into um and I have been actually working on um my consumption of adult entertainment specifically video porn because I feel like it gave me this false narrative of intimacy and I've learned through this year that that's not what I want that's not actually what I like that's not actually what turns me on I prefer more intimate more soul connected lovemaking and I you know maybe I'm a freak every day of the week but I don't want to be a freak for a different person every day of the week (sighs) yeah my dog there's a FedEx truck outside um I don't want to be a freak every day of the week for somebody new I want to be a freak every day of the week Oscar shut the fuck up you could tell he's feeling better right um but I don't want to be a freak every day of the week someone new I don't be a freak every day of the week for the same person consistently and so I am vowing to myself as COVID deep breaths Kelly deep deep breaths I'm laughing because like it's possible you don't even hear that there's a oh it's a budget truck like a moving truck outside my neighbor's house and Oscar is not having it um but like I vow to myself as as COVID restrictions and COVID gets better, knock on wood that it could, does get better. I vowed to, you know, not settle for that. You know, like not settle for um for people in situations that I know don't make me happy just because I think that's all I can get. Um, And in terms of what happened this year with Corona and online dating, basically, I was on Tinder. Like I said, they had the, the passport thing. And I was spending a lot of time thinking about, like, wanting to move to LA and um, kind of basing that decision which is really unhealthy by the way but basically basing that decision off of the romantic attention I got which is so fucked up I am so much more than the people that want to fuck me and it took a year of not being fucked at all to um, realize that which is very sad but anyway so early on quarantine like I said the passport thing was happening but I was not being honest and I was not um putting my bio like hey I'm actually from so what people were doing is they were putting in their bio like hey actually from like New York uh looking to make friends or meet people in other cities so that whoever say they you know put their passport to london the people in london would see them and be like okay i know you're not actually from london and they wouldn't have that expectation right so i wasn't doing that so every time i got swiped on in a city someone thought i was actually there and part of me did that because i felt like it would up my chances of getting the attention that i wanted and um for a while it kind of worked i was talking to this guy from LA and 
part of self-love and self-care is being completely honest and owning your mistakes and I definitely think I was fucked up in this situation um this is not like a victim situation like I think I was in the wrong but basically he was under the impression that I lived in New York I mean that I, that I lived in LA and that I was only in Dallas because of COVID and I basically led him on to think that and I let him think that and I didn't correct him you know I, I fed into that I lied basically more or less and um when he wasn't giving me the attention that I wanted even with the fact that I was dishonest right because it's like it's one thing to just be yourself and someone doesn't like you and you can kind of be like well you know I didn't really do anything special like I was already on tinder anyway like okay but it's another to literally put yourself in a morally compromising situation and they still don't give you what you want and um it really pissed me off like deep-seated piss off because here I was bending over backwards to be I don't even know the word like not convenient for him but like to be perfect right perfectly located like oh my god I live like 20 minutes from you right like oh my god I'm so perfect like I'm everything and he still was like yeah okay cool and at first I felt guilty because I was like, oh, I'm being dishonest. And then I was like, but you know what? I mean, don't get me wrong. It still wasn't cool like what I did. I'm not saying it was. But I stopped feeling guilty and I started feeling angry. Because imagine if I really did live 20 minutes from him and he still didn't give a fuck about me. And then I thought maybe it was COVID. And I was like, oh, okay. And by the way, we like talked for like four months. Um we facetimed we had phone calls like every other day so we were really investing a lot of time into each other and i was really confused as to why he's investing all this time into me but he's not giving me the attention that i want right like he's not telling me i'm beautiful he's not flirting with me he's he's just being a friend and that's not what i fucking signed up for and then finally the truth comes out excuse me finally the truth comes out and he admits that I am not the type of girl that he normally goes for and that he basically is only talking to me because of corona and like the likelihood of us actually going on a date after this is all over is pretty slim but he thinks I'm cool so like maybe we could be friends and that basically I've been his emotional support bitch through covid because he doesn't have very many close friends and he was like oh I could tell you were a good person so basically he's just been using me for a companionship and I guess the gag was technically I was too it's just I was jealous because he got what he needed from me and I did not get what I needed from him and after I, I just broke things off with him I just was like okay cool like I don't really talk anymore okay bye and then I just blocked him before he could respond so I didn't ghost him I told him I didn't want to talk to him anymore and then I blocked him um but after that <clears throat> I really just took some time to think about what I want and being celibate for a year has been rough there's definitely been times where I'm really really craving touch I just really am craving kissing someone or 
even more, you know, than that sexually with someone, um, or I just miss companionship that's not family, you know, like being able to lay naked in bed with someone or cuddle someone while you play Animal Crossing and they play, you know, Five Nights at Freddy or whatever, like just being able to have that, um, that closeness I I crave and seeing my friends who are, um, in a relationship or married, you know, seeing them have that companionship all through quarantine has been a little hard for me, but for the most part, I haven't really, like, I hadn't even really noticed for a while that I hadn't had sex all year, like, the days just kept going, and I was just like, okay, like, I haven't had sex in a while, but, like, I didn't really, like, realize the scope of it, you know what I mean, like, like, the length of time, and in thinking about that, and thinking about what I want going forward, I also, circling back to two episodes ago, I also started thinking about my sexual orientation. So when I think about sexuality, I think about two different types. Sexuality as in um, how you handle your sexual vibes, your sexual energy, you know, like what do you like when it comes to sex, portraying yourself, yourself in a sexy, mature way, like that kind of sexuality versus sexual orientation sexuality, right? So we have to specify um, what we're talking about. So in thinking about one, I, I can't help but think about the other. And so I have just been like trying to figure out what I like. Like what am I am I attracted to? Whom am I attracted to? Um I teeter between you know, the need for labels, and am I really bisexual? Do I only want to date people who present themselves or um, identify as male or female, like people who exist within the binary? Or am I pansexual and I basically will date anyone regardless of identity, um, gender identity or gender expression as long as I'm attracted to them? And does it matter to had that label right because in my growing and learning of um sexuality and in my sexuality and my queerness I am a lot more comfortable and a lot more understanding of what it means to be bisexual because pansexuality is something I only really learned about a couple years ago um as I, as I really dived into expressing my queerness since I moved to, um, to Texas. And so I don't necessarily know how I would feel presenting myself or identifying as pan, as pansexual. But on the other hand, does it matter? Like, does it, at the end of the day, does it truly matter what I identify as? And then conversely, if I decide to denounce my bisexuality and and identify as pans, am I essentially hurting the bisexual community by helping to invalidate them? You know, so many people, queer and non, and you know, queer and the hetero, 
or as my friend calls it, the head of host. Um, you know, there's a lot of disrespect to bisexuals from both parties. Even the own LGBTQ community constantly tries to invalidate bisexuality. And so if I realize or decide I am not bisexual, am I just perpetuating that story, right? That they're not valid because it's like, look, you've been calling yourself bisexual since ninth grade and now you're almost 30 and now you're not see you probably never were right and so so those are things i worry about um in terms of my sexuality and in conclusion and being um celibate for a year I've learned three important things that I want to share with you all before I close out today's episode. The first is that I don't need someone else to be happy. I am really truly learning what it means to be alone but not lonely and really owning my season of singleness. Two, I've learned that um, I don't have to subscribe to other people's ideas of sexuality to be fulfilled or to be valid and that I can like and dislike what I like and dislike sexually and be whole in that and lastly I have learned that the joy of existing outside of any type of binary whether it's gender whether it's sexual orientation is such a beautiful existence because of the freedom and the lack of boundary while still existing within the boundaries that make me who I am and with that I will conclude this week's episode. Thank you so much, as always, for listening. It's been almost a year, and I feel so blessed to have you all in my life. This podcast has really been transformative for me. As always, you can catch me on the gram at the self love squad. That's at the underscore self underscore love underscore squad. And I, my dear friends, will see you next week. Bye.